Hey guys, so guess what? It's Tuesday, so that means that we're uploading today. We have a very special Tech Talk to you t- for you today. Um, so I actually have another co-host with me, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. So um, hi, everyone. My name is Denwin, and uh, I'm a Tech 2. And um, what happened with me last year was when we were supposed to do rotations for crews, I never really rotated. <laughs> I stuck with sound the entire time, so my specialty in the theater is sound. Of course, later on, junior, senior year, I'm going to have to dabble in some of the other ones to pass my CTE test. But um, <laughs> that's that's we'll cross that bridge when we get to that. <laughs> but um, my favorite part of tech is really getting to be a part of the show and get to eventually work the show and see how far not just sound's work went, but everybody else's work went. So it's really exciting to see how it all comes together with the actors and um, actresses. Well, Denwin, so that sounds pretty interesting. So um, as you guys heard, he's part of Sound. So he's worked very closely with Grace and I. And he is a tech too, but he can basically be a crew lead. <laughs> and Denwin does do that from time to time. Um, and that's just because he does have a passion for it. So. Yeah, so when Grace and Victoria were making the podcast, I was back in the theater maintaining our crew, working on organizing the closet, showing them how to use some of the programs that we do or setting up the speakers. So yeah, Denwin's very important to our theater. Um, so Denwin, I was just curious, do you have any hopes for the future? Does it involve tech? If it doesn't, that's totally okay. But Well, um, I want to go into the medical field. Mm-hmm. And while I may not be turning uh, up people's mics in in the hospital, <laughs> I'm still going to be need to use some of the skills like how to work with other people in my crew, how to um, time manage, yeah. how to work under stress, because that's a big part of sound. And <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> Um, we do sound at church. That's something oh, okay. that I do. So I'm, I'm really using this to kind of practice and eventually get on the, the sound team at church. So. See, so it does apply to your future. So tech bit. is everywhere. <laughs> you will never escape it. You know, once you're in here, it's kind of like you're just going around. Like, you know those cotton candy machines? Oh, yeah. Where they have there and it keeps spinning? That's what I feel like. Yeah. That's what I feel like tech is. <laughs> and you're just constantly up. in it. Yeah, and then it's like you feel like, I don't know. Tech is just been an experience where I've grown from it. Um, I've just, tech to me is very important and I've just noticed that the skills I've used from tech, cause I've really grown as being a part of tech. What would you say? Would you say that you've grown as a person, like a person? I think I've grown as a person. Yeah. There's people in our crews again that, um, I had trouble dealing with people a yeah. lot, working with, um, what they bring to the team. We'll put it that way. <laughs> and, um, I'm still struggling with that. I'm still not completely knowledgeable on everything in sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping to learn because next year I'm, I'm on my own. You're going to do great, Denwin, no matter what you do. Alrighty. So we just wanted to give you a little intro into Denwin because he's going to be our co-host and hopefully he'll be in some more podcasts. He has an actual host. He won't be a co-host. You see, we're not really co-hosts. I just say that. Like, even I'm a co-host. Like, when Devin, uh, Denwin's talking about it, he's like, he could call me a co-host. I don't know. Anyways, Titles are weird. Aren't I right? <laughs> titles are weird because there's so many different titles, like stage manager and then director, and they have somebody who's not a director. Yeah, producer, executive like producer, producer. There's just so many titles. <laughs> and then, like, you start going to, like, co-host and everything like that, and then, like, host, and then you're like, well, I don't really know. Um, but anyways, so that's not today's topic. Today's topic to- – to- I can't speak today. All right, today's topic is safety. So um, why we wanted to talk to you about safety is we went over lighting and sound and sets and costumes and props and things like that. However, it's very important to be safe. We can 
talk about all these things where, oh, we're building sets and we're using lights and we're doing the mics and we can talk about all that. However, we have to make sure that we're safe with it because a good set is a safe set because you don't really want somebody tripping and falling and dying on set because that would be bad. So we want to make sure that everyone's safe. Denwin, do you have any ideas how we can be safe in this theater? Um, <laughs> again, we talk about this a lot in sound. There's cable management that not only goes for um, organization's sake or how it looks to the audience when you're running the cables from the mic receivers to the board, but oftentimes we'll be running cables from the board clear across the room to a speaker. That's what we're doing with our latest show. We have a speaker all the way in the back of the theater and our board right by the door or close to the door and we have to run a cable, a, a 50 foot long cable. Um, you guys were making a podcast, but we were measuring that out and getting mm-hmm. it ready, but we had to get a 25 foot cable and run <laughs> it across the, uh, the room. And we also need to make sure that it was uh, taped off to the wall properly and that um, nobody was tripping on it later. In fact, we actually had to ask people to clear the way that way we could make sure it all went, went okay. Mm-hmm. So like Joanne said, cable management is also very important especially because we deal with a lot of electrical things. So not only is it a tripping hazard, um, it could also be prone to water damage as well, which could electrocute someone um, because we just deal with so many cables and we plug in so many plugs into like outlets. So I know we have like a bunch of strips and we fill up all of them. And that's a lot of electricity to deal with. So it's really sketchy when you bring a lot of water. Like if you have a water bottle and like you're working on sound, I know Grace and I will do it. And we're like really careful with our um, water bottles because there's just so much electricity going through that you just got to really be careful with it. And then um, I remember one time in the theater, we had to strip everything because um, it was was raining. It was going to rain. And um, the way our theater is set up is – we don't, we don't actually have a black box theater at our school. It's the garage that has yeah. a bunch of black um, has a bunch of black fabric covering all the windows, so it is a black box. Um, but we do have our own black box theater, and the way it's set up is that it floods. We actually have a drain right in the middle of the room, and we had to make sure that um, all the speakers were packed up, all the cables were coiled up. Um, sets had to move all their stuff into the closet, and we had to get our speakers up onto the platforms in – um, in that hour. So we had to strike everything because normally striking takes about a day, day mm-hmm. or two. So we had to get everything off of the ground and onto, onto higher elevation so that it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't flood. Yeah. So. And it's really important to check everything after it does rain or you suspect possible water damage. Also, because we're talking about electricity, but we also have the thing with sets your wood could warp and then it can become fragile and then your set could collapse. So sorry. Or another thing, um, wood rots when Mm -hmm. it gets wet. So then it's, it's, it's not even just a safety hazard at that point. It's also a biological hazard Mm -hmm. because mold will grow on those. And we're working with a lot of people in one room. So it's, it's not only um, dangerous to like trip on or structurally unsafe. It could, it could harm your health. And on top of that, I remember, um, I don't know if you remember, but when we were first going through our theater stuff, we actually had to go through all the wood. Do you remember that? Because we kept it outside and we put a blue tarp over it. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to remember that. Um, <laughs> Denwin's like talking to me, like whispering. He's like, oh, well, I don't well, know. <laughs> I do kind of remember that. I remember um, raising the blue tarp after you had finished that. 
and there were just a million cockroaches crawling out. That was rough. The, that was that rough. Was, I'm not going to lie. When we were going through the wood in the back, because this was like a long time ago when we were just, we literally just started organizing everything. And so what ended up happening was we went through all of the wood and it rotted. It may have been the year right before you came. So it must have been my sophomore probably. year. And we were going through the wood and it was all rotten. Not all of it, but some of it. And like you could see the spider webs and the cob like the cobwebs. And then there was mice. I remember, I remember um, Aiden. <laughs> what? I remember Aiden. Aiden um Aiden had to do that. I remember um him going out and he had disappeared for the hour. And then I saw him run back into the field. <laughs> and then um I would, um at the end of the year he's all like, All right, before I leave, if you hear a mouse make a really high pitched noise run and it's true and that's also part of safety too because you need to be aware of your surroundings too uh, of your I neighbors mean, yeah <laughs> our neighbors our little so. mice and cockroaches <laughs> and that's another thing too is like if you leave your wood outside i mean it becomes a home to critters or if you leave like sets and stuff outside or props it could gather those creatures and they could want to live there and then you got to be careful when you have to clean it up and then, oh my gosh, I remember I saw a mice and I screamed so loud. Everyone thought I was crazy. And they were like, I don't see it. And Jessica screamed so loud, even though she didn't see it. And then Grace was freaked out. That was so funny. But anyways, it would be funny how like communication is also really part of safety, especially with lights. So um, with lighting, they always have to tell you if they're working overhead. Um, because when they're like, let's say that they're putting a light up on the ceiling like they have rails on the ceiling that they can put lights up. They always want to let everyone know that they're working up there, especially if they're putting lights up. And even though they have a safety, um, which is actually a little, it's like a metal wire. I'm not really into lights. They have, but. Um, what they have to do is they get a clamp. It's called a C clamp and they have to clamp that down and they have to get another cable on top of that, a little a metal cable um, with carabiners on the other end to make sure it, if that C clamp does fall, it'll, it'll still, it'll dangle. But um, it'll it won't fall and hit the ground mm -hmm. and hurt anybody or damage the light. See, and that's why it's really important to have communication too. Because if they don't get to put that C clamp up and they don't get to do that before, they want to just let everyone know if they have a wrench and that they're like just in case they drop the wrench or something. Which is why they actually have um, they clip it to their belt loop. Yeah, they have a they have a they have a um, yarn or, mm -hmm. uh, or a rope. We have a rope. That, uh, <laughs> not yarn. Yarn wouldn't be stable. We have a rope that lighting ties off to their belt loop before they um, start working. And so, and it's just important, just some safety precautions, because you don't want that light falling and hitting someone on the head, or you don't want something dropping off the ladder and then hitting someone. Um, another thing, too, is, like, we don't have a fly rail system, but if you had a fly rail system, what you eventually have to end up doing is changing the weights. So that's why you'd say, like, clear the deck, because if you're changing those weights, you don't want that weight to drop and fall and hit someone. So it's just ways to stay safe, especially if you're dealing with opening and closing curtains and things like that. Um, but, yeah. So, Demlin. Also, um, not even with the um, – not even just with the people working down below. You have to worry about the people that are actually hanging the lights. We have a few ladders in our theater. Uh, one of our ladders has, conveniently has a net. And uh, you have to physically try to fall out of that ladder. But the other two ladders we have don't have such a system in place. But um, for all our ladders, we have a buddy system. We have somebody holding down the ladder. And then we have the person that's going up. And you're never supposed to go beyond a certain number of uh, rungs Steps. 
or steps on the ladder and you're not never supposed to step like on that top but... seat <laughs> or uh, you're supposed to uh, sit or step on that top part of the ladder. And um, though it's associated with black, lo- uh, sorry, bad luck, you're never supposed to uh, walk underneath the ladder, even for safety, because um, the ladder could fall, you could trip, bad things can happen. So that's not even just a superstition. That's That's also just good safety etiquette. And those ladders are scary. I remember one time we had to take the ladder and we had to take a speaker off the wall, but it was directly above us. And those speakers are heavy. And I'm over here trying to get those off because like no one wanted to be on the ladder. So I had to like unscrew like the screws so that it was like, cause it was like right above me. So like my body, like I was looking directly up and that was rough and scary. And also heights. So another thing to consider is like when you're on a ladder, it's a lot of like, it's more of like you have to consider your surroundings as you are high up off the ground. So like you, you don't really want to fall off of that. So that's just another thing to consider is when you're around ladders, you just want to be safe. That's why you would have someone hold the opposite end of the ladder so that it stays firmly in place. You also want to make sure that your ladder is on a flat surface because you don't want your ladder tipping or anything. And so you don't want one side to be higher than the other this way that it can teeter. You don't want that because you don't want to fall because that would be bad. Um, We all want to be healthy and we all want to be safe. Um, The actors can be safe too, especially when they're on stage, because if they know the way that the set works, um, because I remember for Legally Blonde, we actually had the periactoids, and so we were turning those. So in order to keep the actors safe, their exits weren't really behind the periactoids, and they weren't near them because we were turning them. So you don't want anyone to get hurt. You just want to make sure that everyone's safe, especially if you are also building sets because you don't want to drill into your finger or something like that. So you always want to be cautious of your surroundings. Um, every time we get um, on the idea of sets, every time we're done, every time we start working, sorry, every time we start working on a new project or we're working with in the wood shop, um, the wood shop is someplace that um, you have to actually sign paperwork to get inside. Um, you have to put on your goggles. You, there's goggles right next to the door. So you open the door, you go in, you put your goggles on before you start cutting, before you start measuring things out because splinters could fly, sawdust gets everywhere and um Whenever you're done in a room, you're supposed to make sure all the lights are turned off and that all everything is unplugged because you don't want to risk it. Um, I don't really know, quite know what it's called, but you don't want to risk um, a like, burnout yeah. or something like that. You don't want to risk the, the – um, actually, I can't think of it right now. That's okay. But, um, I didn't even know either. I was like, I know what you're trying to say, but I don't really know. So, And that's the, and that's the beauty of it is we don't know all the ways to be safe, but we can give you a few ways to be safe. And this way you can minimize your injuries and this way you can be aware of your surroundings. The biggest one is just being aware of your surroundings and making sure you unplug anything that's electrical. Like at the end of each show, um, Delwin and I I will go and we'll turn off all the soundboards, all of the, we'll unplug everything, turn off the speakers. There's also an order Mm -hmm. because safety is not only for the people, but it's also for the equipment, right? Of course we put people over equipment, but once we know that the people are safe, that's when we start really worrying about our equipment. Because there's an order to turning off um, the set, the sound. Mm-hmm. There's an order you have to start with the speakers. And then you, when you're turning off, you have to start with the speakers and then move down from the receivers or receivers to the board because you don't want to risk the speakers um, blowing out. You don't want to risk a blowout. So there's also taking care of your equipment, not just your personnel. 
And that's true, too, because if you take care of your equipment, then you'll be less prone to hazards, especially like we have mics. We don't like to bend the mics because then we don't want cables to fray and we don't want it to be a hazard. Exposed cables. Yeah, we don't want it to shock anyone or anything like that. So that's why we take good care of our equipment so we can constantly use it. And if we're safe with it, then it will just better make everything. Um. I can't think of anything that directly applies to me. I know there's so many ways to be safe. Like in OSHA 10, uh, OSHA 10 is actually a 10-hour course that you take online and you get a certificate. Or it's actually a little card. It's really cool. I just got mine today, so I'm super excited. Um, But so what the 10-hour course includes is like ladder safety, safety in the workplace, um, dealing with overhead objects, fire hazards, knowing your exits, um, then it deals with the whole medical side, like what to do with needles and things like that, how you can be safe um, through your actual employment and um, and just being safe overall. Because safety in the workplace is actually really important because if you know how to be safe, then your employer doesn't have to worry about you as much. And this way you can make sure that your employer doesn't take advantage of you. And that's a big thing, especially working in the tech field, is you have to make sure you're safe because most of these people who are hiring tech um, students or tech um, majors and things like that, they're not going to know the ways to be safe. And they're going to try to tell you one thing when you know the correct way to be safe. So taking an OSHA 10 course to make sure that you know your safety in the workplace and to make sure that you don't you don't get taken advantage of because, because you're working in a tech field, there's a lot of dangers with it. I mean, especially with dealing with electricity and you're dealing with moving parts and then you're dealing with sets and And power drills and heights, especially because you don't want to fall off a ladder or something. And so or like tight ropes and things like that. So you always want like harnesses. So it's just really good to make sure that you evaluate the situation and you make sure that it's safe before you agree to it, because you really want to make sure that you're safe. And um, another thing we do think about in theater is um, you have to think about your exit, exits because if anything is to happen on site or should a fire break out, you need to know how to safely get all your crew and all your audience. Should it hopefully it doesn't happen? Should it happen during a show? You need to be able to um, escort your audience and and staff outside of the building in an orderly and safe manner because you don't want any other injuries to occur. So. That's another thing is exits and entrances. Yeah. So that's about all that we have for you today. We just wanted to talk about safety because I know I've been mentioning it lately and I was like, oh, okay, we're going to do safety. And then we're like, it's like I got lighting. They're like, okay, safety. We'll talk about it more after sets. And then we're like, oh, no, we got something else for you. Um, So we actually got that safety video out there or podcast, my bad. Um, So, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know that you just make sure you're safe when you do things. Um, especially when you're dealing with theater. If you're an, it doesn't matter if you're an actor, an audience member, a tech person, an electrician, it doesn't matter. Just make sure that you're safe because in the end, safety is a number one priority because human life is valuable. So that's my little spiel. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give Denwin a round of applause for being here. Then we just want to clap for himself. (laughs) But he did phenomenal. This was actually his first time recording and his first podcast. So we're super excited. It's a big accomplishment. 
and I'm super glad to have him on here today. Super excited to be here. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we'll let you go. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or a wonderful night, depending on what time you listen to this. And yeah, if you're in the tech field, make sure you get your OSHA 10. Highly suggest it. And don't procrastinate on it because it's 10 hours. It's a lot. But you guys can do this. I believe in you guys. All right. We'll see you next time.